Hey y'all, it is I, Raquilla Dene of RaquillaDene.com, communication stylist and encouragement extraordinaire. So listen, sometimes it's hard to accept the good, whatever the good may be. Maybe it's that somebody invites you out to lunch and then they decide to pay for the meal. Well, no, I order my food, I'll pay for it. You know, you do the little dance back and forth. Finally, you concede. It can be difficult to accept the good at work. Oh, well, here, you take this. You need this or you've done such a good job, you can have it. Oh, no, I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do. You're arguing back and forth. Finally, you concede. You accept the good. In a relationship, person's so great and they're doing this and they're doing that. And in the back of your mind, you're like, oh, I'm I'm not good enough for them. Or this is not who they really are. Or I'm falling for it. or I'm too easy. Whatever the case may be but we still have a hard time accepting the good. I've been asking myself, why is that so difficult? When I was a little girl, I enjoyed all things good and intentionally stayed away from anything that threatened what felt good. We see it in children every day. That one mean kid on a block, nobody wants to go down there. But I'll play with my friends over here, right? That one toy that the last time I played with it broke and had me disappointed. And maybe I'll put that in the bag so that mom can donate it because it didn't make me feel good. But I have all of these things over here that do, so I'm going to engage with them. And then somewhere along the line in adulthood, we get so attached to this idea that good requires work or effort or earning. And so then we strive for it as opposed to just accepting it. I have been that person. Oh, good things happen. Well, you know, I I was good, so I got good things. Or I did my best, so I received this good. Sometimes we can make the wrong choice, and God will still reward us with good. Sometimes we can be having a terrible day, and there's still good in it. But the idea that good only comes with perfection or effort is tiresome. If I'm being honest, I have just been worn the hell out. I've reasoned in my mind so many times and ways and in different circumstances why the good, that good being any particular thing that brings me joy or excitement or love is in my life. Just accepting the fact that it's there because I attract good because I give out good, that I'm reaping what I sowed. Yeah, no, that was not my mindset. People wanted to be my friend because, you know, I pour into them because I love well, because I am a safe space, because I am trustworthy and dependable and solid. And I know that about myself. But there would be times where I would sit and think, well, I don't want to lean on them because they're dealing with life or I don't want to be a burden to them because they have their own things going on. Whole time, they're waiting to be able to give me the love and the joy and the peace and the safety that I've given to them. But I had to learn to accept the good from my village and from my people. When it comes to professional pursuits, well, you know, I have the degrees and I've earned this and I've done that. And let me tell you, for a long time, I have not really put respect on my name 
when it comes to the things that I have earned and accomplished academically and professionally. It has really truly been maybe the past year where I have sat back and said, wow, Lord, like you really did a thing. You really did a thing. That three-year gap year I took after high school, all those experiences, you've weaved them together and allowed me to use them in a way that is so masterfully beautiful. I could never have done it on my own. Totally, 1,000% a God thing is good. And I'm leaning into it. I'm allowed and afforded the opportunity to choose my days and my schedules and how I show up and where I show up and what I teach and how I teach because I've done the work previously. But in doing that work, I showed that I was good at what I did. And because of that, the good that I have now, I'm reaping what I sowed. When it comes to relationships, I'm going to tell you now, divorce does something to you. It did to me. It altered my worthiness. It skewed my perspective of not only what I was capable of, but whether or not I was good at what I did or if I was just good enough for someone. And when you are with a person for as long as I was, a total of 17 years, your personal perspective becomes conjoined almost. I saw myself through the lens of what I brought to that relationship and what I brought to our household. And the good in me was no longer relevant, to be quite honest. When I saw the good in my family or the good in my children, that is what filled me up. And so now being single, it was hard for a long time in the separation process to even conceive that there might potentially one day be another person, right? Who would want me? Ask that question more times than I can imagine. Who could I trust? Who could I do this? Who could I do that? But the good of who I am is going to attract the good in someone else. And when that time comes, it'll be clear why we are drawn to each other and we will fill each other's cups. But in order to have that, you must first be able to see it and believe it. And so allowing myself to feel the good in knowing that I am accepted or wanted and seen and valued and loved, not because of what I do, but just because of who I am, is freeing. What ways are you trapped in the cycle of feeling like maybe good is not enough or that the good is hard to gain? Because truth is, there, there is no need to gain it. There is goodness all around us. And that's not in comparing my life to someone else's and saying, well, it could be worse. While that is a very true statement, and it can help bring perspective, goodness is not a race to be won or a medal hung around our neck because we endured until the end. When you give good, and I, I know that that sounds grammatically incorrect, but you are good to someone. All of us are. Our children, a coworker, our friends, siblings, parents, neighbors. There's someone that has met us, that knows us, that says, she's a good woman. She's a good person. She's a good mother. 
So when you give that good, right, consistently, or that goodness, if that makes it sound better, because the English teacher in me is kind of cringing. But when you give that out into the world, it is biblical principle that you reap what you sow. So why is it so hard to believe that we'll get it back? For many of us, life, we did good. We gave good. That's not what was returned back to us. And we began to use what we were given as a measure of what we were worth. And if you're anything like me, when that happened, you just gave more because apparently you didn't do enough. So let me up the ante. Let me, let me do more. And then when that didn't work, you know what? It's like a gospel song. We're going to take it up one more notch. And when that didn't work, I internalized it. You know what that's like. Wow. Now I've given everything. The good, the best, the greater, all of it. I've given everything. And it's not enough. I'm not getting anything back. And instead of stopping on this journey and saying, hold up, Mm, this doesn't suit me. There's no return on my investment here. I'm going to pivot. It becomes, it's a me thing. If I could have been different or this or that or fill in the blank with whatever, then I would have received. That's not how God works. That's not how he works at all. And if that's how our relationships are functioning, then we have to ask ourselves, is he really in the midst of this thing? And if he's not, then we know we have to let it go because God did not intend for us to give all of ourselves away to the point of depletion, hoping for good to be returned to us. He gave his son so that we could have everlasting life. And we out here crying and giving up hope because we've given to people or corporations or efforts or projects and we receive nothing back. No. And I am talking to myself as much as I'm talking to y'all. Cause let me tell you, I am the queen of, well, maybe if I had dot, dot, dot. Mm-mm. No, no, sir. Bob, we're not doing that. Not in this year of our Lord and savior, Jesus Christ, 2023. We're not doing that anymore. Because what that does is it puts internal pressure on us to show up in a performing manner. Now, the good that we give is not from a place of genuineness. It's not from a place of giving from a grateful heart or overflow. Now we're giving to be filled. We're giving as a means to fill a void. And when we happen to receive it back, it is almost as payment for that effort. Not simply because that's how God intends for life to be. There's going to be hurt and trial and tribulation. Absolutely. The Bible even tells us that having faith does not exempt us from the truth and the the hardships of this life. But it changes our perspective of those things and gives us hope. So accept that good. Lean into it. I know I use the analogy quite often about things feeling like sunshine on our skin. But as humans, we are prone to vitamin D deficiencies when there is no sun or when it has been cloudy or when the winter months come. So when we lean into that warmth and we soak it up in the spring and in the summer, it literally fills us up. Vitamin D is a thing. We derive it from the sun. And even if you take those disgusting supplements 
While it may change the levels in your body, nothing feels like that warmth. But when goodness comes into our lives, we know it. When love meets us, it fills us up and makes us feel warm, just like that sunshine. When we spend time with friends, doing things we enjoy, it fills us up. Y'all, this past weekend, and by the time this airs, this past weekend will be any amount of time, so you'll be left guessing. My apologies. But I spent Friday and Saturday with two of my favorite girlfriends and the sister of one of my girlfriends, and we were outside. Those of you who know me in real life, you know exactly what weekend I'm talking about. I mean, Friday night, we hit the ground running. Friday night turned into Saturday morning. Saturday morning, basically had time for a little bit of sleep and then turned around and we went back outside and then we came home, had enough time to shower and sit. And then we were back outside until Sunday morning. And then Sunday morning, we were spent. By the time we woke up, there was enough time to spend some fellowship with the Lord and do a little bit of adulting before it was time to go to bed and get ready for Monday. And there was a moment where the realities of life were so real and heavy that all I wanted to do was just lay in the darkness of my room and not engage. And I had to remind myself that there's so much power in showing up. And I said, you know what? I'll just do this one thing. I'll do this one thing and then I'll flake on the other two days. Now, mind you, my friends, if y'all are listening to this, just know I didn't flake. I had thought about it. I almost intended to. But let me tell you what happened. When I showed up that first night for that first event, I accepted the goodness, the goodness that came with being around my people, not just my friend group, but my people being immersed in my culture, the sights and the sounds and the smells that came with the immense amount of black joy around me filled me up. And in that moment, in the darkness of evening, I felt the warmth of the sun on my skin and I accepted that good. And that even in the tiresome movement of that weekend, it fueled me because every time we reconnected, I felt that same warmth of the sunshine on my skin, regardless of the time of day, whether we were indoors or outdoors, because y'all, we did it all. Okay, inside, outside, day, afternoon, nighttime, early morning, we did it all. A time was had, honey. And even on Monday morning, when I was still feeling the after effects of the movement in my body from the weekend, reminiscing felt like the warmth on my skin. So I encourage us to lean into the good, to know that we are enough as we are. And that life is to be lived. Those bills will be there. The problems will exist. The hurt, the hardships, the grief, it's going to come the same way the waves of the ocean move to shore and roll back out. But being intentional about accepting the good means that there's an even balance. There are no riptides sucking us back out, drowning us in the hurt or the sorrow or the trial or the tribulation. We have the energy to swim back to shore. And when we do, that warmth is there to greet us and remind us that it's worth trying every single time. 
all over again. So if where you are, the sun of summer is still out, take a minute, walk outside, close your eyes and lift your face upward. Feel that feeling, soak it up so that when the goodness of life happens, you recognize it yet again. Y'all, I'm about to take my own advice. I'm going to go out in the scorching heat of this early morning and I'm going to soak up a little vitamin D and just be still, accepting the goodness of what is and reminding myself of how good it feels. So until next time, see ya.